the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. It's Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. Welcome listeners. Here's a look at the headlines. Minister of Home Affairs attends Caribbean Postal Affairs meeting. DECR secures two Darwin Plus local grants. St. Kitts and Nevis diplomat kidnapped in Haiti. Former Cayman Premier denies charges. Two tons of cocaine found in Italian waters. Your sports report and a look at the skies. Join me for those stories and more. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am Soya Fassler. The Minister of Home Affairs, the Honorable Otis Morris, along with the Postmaster General, Elizabeth Garland James, attended the 18th meeting of Caribbean Council of Ministers of Postal Affairs, which was held at the Biltmore Hotel in Coral Gables, Miami, Florida, from the 2nd to the 5th of April. The meeting discussed a wide range of issues facing the postal services regionally and internationally, in particular on the challenges confronting the postal services with regards to the movement of postal items, United States international and domestic shipping trends, the digital transformation of the postal services, the implementation of a regional plan, and the presentation of a resolution on the regional strategy, and the implementation plan for postal and courier services all of which were sensitive topics relating to the postal services regionally and internationally. The meeting was attended by ministers of postal affairs, postmasters, directors of postal services, and permanent secretaries in various ministries dealing with postal affairs from 19 Caribbean countries. In addition to delegations from the Caribbean, there was representation from the United States, United Kingdom, Canada, France, and Slovenia. Postmaster General for the TCI, Elizabeth Garland James, commented that she found the meeting to be very productive and informative and intends to implement some of those strategies and plans discussed at the meeting into the operations of the Turks and Caicos Islands Postal Service. Honorable Otis Morris stated, quote, I was very grateful for the opportunity to be amongst my fellow colleagues regionally and internationally and listen to their issues compared to ours faced in the TCI and to be a part of the regional and international plans and strategies to align all the postal services in the Caribbean so that all are afforded the same opportunities to strengthen the postal services and build a stronger network for opportunities worldwide." End quote. Now, the Department of Environment and Coastal Resources, or DECR, has received approval for two applications submitted to the new Darwin Plus local grant program from the United Kingdom government. Darwin Plus is a UK government grant scheme that funds projects which aims to protect the unique biodiversity and improve resilience to climate change within the UK overseas territories. It is available exclusively to applicants from within the UK OTs 
Eligible applicants include government departments, non-government organizations, and individuals. The Turks and Caicos Islands government has been awarded two grants under this first-time opportunity. Grant DPL-003, Greening Our Schools, Let's Think Green, in partnership with the Department of Education, which will develop energy-conscious and environmentally literate citizens through service projects, leadership, and activism, beginning with school students. The Department of Education's Curriculum Development Unit has designed the Greening Our Schools program to get students to apply STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, creativity, and critical thinking to tackle environmental challenges that they may be facing within their own school environments. Grant DPL 00016, Conservation Fieldwork Mobility Support for North and Middle Caicos, will supply a new field research vehicle badly needed for fieldwork related to ongoing Darwin Plus projects, including DP 114, the Tropical Important Plant Areas and Important Plant Species in the TCI, and DP 129, Understanding Ramsar Wetland Dynamics for marine conservation and environmental resilience. The previous project vehicle having served more than its natural lifetime, ground transportation on the two largest islands in the TCI is essential for DECR to carry out project work and respond to environmental concerns on these very ecologically sensitive islands. Now a young, bright Turks and Caicos Islander has been appointed to the post of Director of Human Resource Operations for the Ritz-Carlton Turks and Caicos. Jody Ann Pratt was appointed the role of Director with effect from April 1st. As the property's first on-island hire and being innately involved in both HR and operations since pre-opening, Pratt is uniquely positioned to excel in her new role. Jody Ann embraces the brand's cold standards and prides herself on being Ritz-Carlton. Prior to the Ritz-Carlton, Jody Ann was an immigration consultant with a local legal firm advising both local and foreign companies. Jody Ann is a graduate of John Moores University in Liverpool with a Bachelor of Science in Psychology. She is currently finalizing her education via the University of Glasgow's online program and expects to complete her Master's of Science in Global Mental Health later this year. And over 400 educators from both public and private schools gathered at the Gustavus Lightburn Sports Complex on the evening of March 30th to attend a grand gala that was meticulously planned in their honor by the Ministry of Education, Youth Sports and Social Services. Her Excellency Acting Governor Anya Williams, the Minister for Education, Youth Sports and Social Services, the Honorable Rachel Taylor, as well as the Minister for Physical Planning and Infrastructure, Honorable Jamel Robinson, brought remarks and presented awards and gifts of appreciation during the National Teachers' Awards segment. The National Teachers' Awards Committee tasked the educators with nominating and voting for the top awardee in various special categories, ranging from Principal and Vice Principal of the Year to Unsung Hero and Teacher of the Year Awards, among others. In addition, the Lifetime Achievement Awards honored teachers serving over 25 years and have made notable contributions to their institution and the sector. The National Teachers Awards 2023 awardees, Principal of the Year for Primary Education, Erlene Elliott, Principal of the Year Secondary Education, Janet Walken, and Indrani Saunders. 
Vice Principal of the Year Primary Education, Timot Butterfield. Vice Principal of the Year Secondary Education, Claudel Miller. Teacher of the Year Early Childhood Education, Monique Virgil Lightborn. Teacher of the Year Primary Education, Will Need Dorley and Kiron Brown Ellington. Teachers of the Year for Secondary Education, Raquel Simons and Randy Ford. Unsung Hero Award, Raquel Simons. Digital Innovator of the Year, Samuel Lawrence. Excellence in Special Needs Education, Everett Green. Assistant Teacher of the Year, Antonique Forbes. School Counselor of the Year, Diane Paul. Lifetime Achievement in Education, Hyacinth Fulford, Beverly Malcolm, Michelle Bean Williams, Leah Dean, Andrea Cope, Vinette Forbes, Stephanie Thomas, Carlene Cox, Lachere Thomas, Robin Cox Foster, Madea Trail Davidson, Degree Jennings, Aldine Harris Wright, Lorraine Robinson, Nigel Brown, Tanya Keys McCauley, Dr. Vivian Otonier, and Drew Patty Can. Congratulations to all of our educators on an outstanding job, which you do on a daily basis. We truly appreciate you. A teacher takes a hand, opens a mind, and touches a heart. That's it for your local news segment. Regional News is up next. Reports are that the Deputy General Counsel of St. Kitts and Nevis was one of three people kidnapped by armed men in Haiti on Saturday. It is said that two other businessmen and the Deputy General Counsel, who's also the CEO of Haiti Plastics, were traveling through the Delmas neighborhood in Port-au-Prince, the capital of Haiti, when their convoy was ambushed. Reports are that the vehicles belonging to the businessmen were set on fire. This incident follows the kidnapping of a Haitian-American couple last month who were just recently released. In Haiti, kidnappings for ransom have surged recently as armed gangs have taken over numerous neighborhoods as a result of the nation's political unrest. And former Premier of the British Overseas Territory, the Cayman Islands, Makiva Bush, has denied two counts of indecent assault charges against two women. The veteran politician and former Speaker of the House, who was granted bail, pled not guilty when he appeared in court on Friday. His trial is scheduled for September 11, 2023. The charges stem from allegations that in September of 2022, McKeeva Bush behaved inappropriately with two female government employees during a cocktail reception at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, where the tourism ministry was hosting a Caribbean tourism organization conference. And Jamaica's Prime Minister Andrew Holness left the island on Sunday for Trinidad and Tobago to participate in the inaugural Regional Security Conference. The theme of the security summit, the crime challenge, none of us is safe until all of us are safe, will address crime and violence as a public health concern. The CARICOM conference comes as the region deals with heightened transnational criminal activities. The government of Trinidad and Tobago will host the two-day event from April 17th through 8th in the nation's capital, Port of Spain. It is very important that CARICOM countries begin to show a high level of collaboration and cooperation by sharing information and best practices. Prime Minister Andrew Holness is expected to return to the island of Jamaica on Wednesday, 
April 19th. That's a wrap around the region. Let's take a look around the world. Italian police have retrieved and confiscated two tons of cocaine wrapped in protective plastic floating in the sea off eastern Sicily. The financial police squad estimated that the recent catch is approximately 400 million euros or nearly 450 million dollars in street sales. The packages of cocaine were strung together with netting and there was just enough plastic wrapping to keep the cocaine from getting wet without weighing it down and possibly sinking it. Investigators hypothesized that a cargo ship left it in the sea as part of a scheme for another vessel to come along and eventually bring it to land. Police aircrafts flew over the area of sea as a precaution to spot any other cocaine bundles that might have separated from the netting. In total, police collected more than 1,600 packets of cocaine held in 70 floating bundles. And two people have been arrested by the FBI on allegations they helped operate an illegal police station for the government of China in Lower Manhattan, New York. The two are charged with conspiring to act as agents for the Chinese government. The FBI said Harry Lu Jianwang, 61 years old of the Bronx, and Chen Jinping, 59 years old of Manhattan, were arrested Monday morning at their homes in New York City. It is reported that the defendants worked together to establish the first overseas police station in the United States on behalf of the Fu's Hu branch of the Ministry of Public Security from China. In addition to the New York complaint, two other complaints were filed, one against 34 members of Beijing's Municipal Public Security Bureau and another against a group of 10 people that includes eight Chinese government officials. The common thread in the three complaints that the suspects allegedly worked to intimidate, harass and threaten wanted Chinese nationals inside the United States. Last November, the FBI mentioned it was aware that China was operating a de facto police station in Manhattan outside of proper procedure or authority as part of its global network of such outposts. It followed a September 2022 investigation by a non-governmental organization which reported there were dozens of such centers worldwide conducting police operations. Chinese officials decried that characterization, saying that the service centers were volunteer-run and had nothing to do with policing. But the New York Times reported in January that Chinese state media had explicitly described the centers as policing facilities acting in other countries without collaborating with local authorities. The Times also reported that the FBI had searched the East Broadway facility in the fall of 2022. Now, a 13-year-old boy had to be freed from a claw machine after he climbed inside, hoping to score a prize, according to an official at a North Carolina amusement park. Carol Wynn's officials were alerted just before 2 p.m. Sunday that the boy was inside the Cosmic XL bonus game, which contained plush prizes. The medical response team unlocked the machine and the boy was able to get out. He was treated and released from first aid to his guardians. The boy has been banned from the park for one year for attempted theft. That was a look at World News Sports is up next.
Argentina have been selected to host the upcoming 2023 FIFA Under-20 World Cup after Indonesia were stripped of running the tournament. The Argentina Football Association put in a bid to host the tournament and following an on-site inspection by a FIFA delegation to the South American country last week, they have been selected as the new hosts. The Under-20 World Cup plays a key role in FIFA's efforts to promote youth football across the world. Since 1977, this tournament has featured some of the greatest players of the past decades, including Diego Maradona, Lionel Messi, Paul Pogba, and many others. Having this year's edition taking place in a country that lives and breathes football will be a tremendous inspiration for the stars of tomorrow. It was confirmed back in March that Indonesia was to be stripped of hosting duties due to current circumstances, with protests taking place over the participation of Israel in the tournament. A large number of the Indonesian population, which is predominantly Muslim, voiced their opposition to Israel being included in the tournament during a protest in the capital of Jakarta back in March. South American qualification for the Under-20 World Cup was held back in January, but Argentina failed to qualify for the tournament. They will now take Indonesia's place at the competition. The draw for the Under-20 World Cup will take place in Zurich, Switzerland on April 21st, while the tournament will officially take place between May 20th and June 11th. And when it comes to iconic figures in South Florida professional sports, names come to mind like Hall of Famers Dan Marino, Alonzo Mourning, and the late Don Shula. You can now add another Hall of Famer to the list with the announcement that Miami Heat legend Dwayne Wade will be the next South Florida superstar getting the honor. Wade was selected to be a part of the next class, which will be inducted this August. With Wade's selection as the fifth overall pick in the 2003 NBA draft, the love affair between the man called Flash and the city of Miami began. It's an affection that would be amplified three seasons later when Wade helped the Heat bounce back from a two-game deficit to win the team's first ever NBA title. Over the next four seasons, Wade would be the face of the Heat while dealing with injuries, the worst record in franchise history, and two early exits from the postseason all while winning a gold medal at the 2008 Beijing Olympics. All that would change in the summer of 2010 when two other members of the 2003 draft class took their talents to downtown Miami. The big three of Wade, LeBron James and Chris Bosh made their name as maybe the most iconic trio in South Florida sports history. Four straight trips to the NBA Finals, two world championships, international fame, and the spotlight always on. Wade would spend two more seasons playing in what was commonly called Wade County before doing the unthinkable, leaving the Heat to spend a season with his hometown, the Chicago Bulls. Another season was spent with the Cleveland Cavaliers before the day in February 2018 when Wade made his return to the 305 and rejoined the Miami Heat. Wade announced the 2018-2019 season would be his final year, making his 13th career All-Star game and finishing with 30 points in his final home game on April 9, 2019. Less than one season later, the Heat retired his number three jersey in front of a sellout crowd who all wanted to thank Wade for his on-court glory. The accolades are endless, three-time champion, eight-time All-NBA scoring champ, 
All-NBA Defensive Team member of the NBA 75th Anniversary Team and now a Basketball Hall of Famer. That's it for sports. A look at weather is up next. Sunshine and mixed clouds. Highs remain at 81 degrees and lows of 76. Winds are coming from the southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Humidity levels between 79 and 81 percent and a less than 25 percent chance of rain is expected. That was a look at your weather forecast. Recapping the news for today, Minister of Home Affairs attends Caribbean Postal Affairs meeting. TECR secures two Darwin Plus local grants. St. Kitts and Nevis diplomat kidnapped in Haiti. Former Cayman Premier denies charges. Two tons of cocaine found in Italian waters. Thank you all for tuning in to RTC 89.1 FM. I truly appreciate you all. If you missed today's presentation, you can visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store for the news or to listen to your favorite shows. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I am Soya Fassler. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.